Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ring of Fire podcast with Parker Price. How are you, bud? I'm great, Harry. I'm doing pretty good, thanks, Parker. And our computer man, Liam Monahan. how are you? Uh, hello, hello. I'm doing fantastic, actually, myself. Yeah, I don't know about... And then, honestly, I don't think there's going to be one team in the Canadian division that's going to be bad this year, to say the least. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I say every team is going to be competing for sure, especially when you're playing the same teams over and over. It's going to definitely going to get competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, for sure, like they're going to get tired of playing each other. It's just going to be physical. It's going to be pretty awesome to watch. I think. Yeah, it's like I saw that uh, quote from Lucic. He was like, "There are going to be some really heated games this year. Every game is going to have that Saturday night feel. Like you can tell that guy's fired up for the season to get going." Oh yeah, for sure. Give him the seat. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, every team is going to be competing, especially like every team in the, like Calgary and Winnipeg are probably going to have some bad blood this year after what happened in the playoffs last year for sure. Yeah, the whole Kachuk and Shifley deal. Yeah, so like, and also like half their team was injured and we were just still bowling them around. Yeah, that's right. But I don't even okay. want to get started on the playoffs last year, like just disappointment after disappointment. Well, it's just, it's been 30 years of mediocrity, like, we can't escape it. Yeah, it's like, like everyone talks like, about the Leafs, but, like, honestly, like, we're in the same boat. Like, we get the through, flames, like, the first round, and then... The Flames yeah. haven't gotten past the first round. We've gotten past the first round two times since 1980, uh, since we won the Cup, so since 1990. We've made then, it past the first round twice. That's 30 years. That's and then we get swept by Anaheim one of those years? Uh, yeah, 2017. Yeah, then that was just awesome. Like, nice. Beat the Canucks in the first round and then just get absolutely murked. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, 2015, that was 2015. Uh, 2017, yeah. we got swept. 2015 was 4 1. Yeah, no, was, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, I, think, I think for the Flames to do well this year, it's going to be interesting. Well, the signing with Markstrom, that definitely helps a lot because like, we haven't had a true number one goalie since Kippersoff, honestly. Yeah, that's a true statement, but that's been the thing for, like, surrounding the Flames and the media for, like, since Kippersoff. Like, oh, they haven't had a real goalie. I mean, well, to be fair, the first season we had Mike Smith. Mike Smith was a pretty good goalie, and if it wasn't for his injury, we would have made the playoffs. The next yeah, season, yeah, true. Smith wasn't very good. Riddick stepped up big time, and then Smith played the playoffs against Colorado and had, like, an unreal play. Like, I know we lost 4-1 to the Abs last year. But Mike Smith was unbelievable. Like, easily our best player that whole playoff run. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I remember after the first game we won, <laughs> I put on my story, I was like, Flames and four. Next thing you know, we get swept in the yeah, next four games. I was like, yeah. awesome. Like, awesome. Love that. Yeah. First game was so dominant. It looked so promising. Yeah, and then ne- next thing you know, Nathan McKinnon was like, yeah, I don't think so, guys. And just turned it up and yeah. just absolutely worked our whole team by himself. <laughs> yeah, him and Ranton and just, like, bent us over backwards. It was like, like every game I'd be sitting there having some beers and just see McKinnon go coast to coast and just absolutely make me want to cry. I was like, every oh, time he touched the puck, you'd have to chug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to ease the pain, the pain. Off and yeah. yeah, that was fucking terrible. But then, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting year. But also the Markstrom signing, it's just like you could tell that the management almost like wanted to force a big goalie signing. Because like six for six, and that's exactly no, and that's exactly what I was gonna say is like it's the most forced thing ever. The guy's thirty one. I don't know if he's thirty one yet, but he'll be thirty one like by the time the season starts, I think. And yeah, signing so- for six years, like uh, I don't know for what we signed him for, and not getting Brody back hurts us. 
I don't yeah. know. It's it's risky. Like it's either like Markstrom will be unreal because I don't know. I never saw anything big with Markstrom. He had one great year last year in Vancouver. I'm a Markstrom fan. I'm a believer, but like, who knows what he can repeat? Yeah, that's and true. I don't know. It's yeah, just, it's. I mean, I don't like the term. I like the value. I don't like the term. But also, you have to. We have to remember, like, we're playing back to back nights nine times this year. So like. The goalies are going to have to split a big load, yeah. The goalies are probably going to have to split a bigger load than most regular seasons, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Which, I mean, and who knows what happens next year if it's going to be the same kind of format and Riddick. We we won't be able to afford him. The guy's on less than like three and a half mil right now, I'm pretty sure, right? He's only got one year left. He'll be a free agent by the end of next year for sure with this Markstrom signing, so who knows what happens. Yeah, and also... um, I'm really excited for Bennett and Dubé this year because usually it's their contract year, so they're obviously going to want to get paid. So they're going to try to do their best to put up points so they can get paid next year. Yeah, I think it's Sam Bennett's time, and um, I think that's been a that's been a topic of discussion since the second he was drafted. I mean, he came into the playoff run against the Canucks and the Ducks in 2015 and like tore it up. Everyone thought he was going to be unreal. And then, yeah. I don't know, he never panned out to be whatever like he was supposed to be. And now he's, he's a great player, and, and the guy's unbelievable in the playoffs. What, uh, what, what draft pick was he? Wasn't he like a third or a fourth, fourth overall over- pick in 2014? Yeah, see, that's like, like yeah, he's doing like pretty decent, but for a fourth overall pick, like it's not what you want almost. And the guy was projected to go first all year. Yeah. So, so uh, it, is, it is disappointing like, what he was, but I'm a – Sam Bennett's my favorite. But honestly, I think know, that and, from the playoffs last year, well, it's the playoffs. I know you got a big old hard on for him, Parker. Absolutely, it's huge. And but like the guy's like over a point per game in his playoff career, or maybe not, but close to it. He's he steps up every year. He has that high energy level for the playoffs. He saves it up all year, and he like Christopher Sieg said it himself. I heard him say like Sam Bennett is one of those guys that utilizes his energy the most in the playoffs. That's why he performs so big in big time games. And I couldn't agree more. I would like to see Sam yeah. Bennett in a bigger role. Sam Bennett, drafted fourth overall, hasn't been given much of an opportunity. He's been playing on the third line with guys like Mark Jankowski and James Neal. That doesn't help anybody's progression, and the guy just turned 24. I'd like to see him as our two seed. Yeah, I have a very like strong feeling, though, that unless he does like something insane this year, we're probably going to have to say goodbye to him in the expansion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, unfortunately. Because, yeah, like, I don't know, I'd like to see Backlund in more of a third-line role. I know he's paid as a second-liner, and he's probably a bit overpaid, but I think Backlund could slot in on the third line just as well and put Bennett on the second line. Put him with skilled players and really? see what he can do. I would, I would keep Backlund on the second line, honestly. I like how Backlund plays. I'm a Backlund fan. And I don't know, the reason, the reason I want to keep Backlund on the second line is just because, like, that third line in playoffs was our best line I have ever seen, like, play hockey. Lucic, Bennett, and Dubé, like, yeah. they, yeah, right, they were yeah. amazing in the playoffs. So, like, if they could put that line together and they could do what they did in the playoffs last year, like, we might have the third, but best third line in hockey. I'd like to see Josh Levo in Lucic's spot. Who's like Josh that. Levo? He was our he was one of our signings this year. He came from the Canucks, of course. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, the a, Calgary Canucks. Here we go. I don't think he's a very big guy, but he's a shooter. He shoots from pretty much anywhere, and he's good at it. Like, he's a, he's a really underrated player. Um, I actually really like Josh Levo. I think he can provide a lot for us, and I think he can provide a lot more than the long Lucic can, and especially during the regular season. Right? Yeah, see, that's what, that's where we disagree again. I I think that Lucic is a big asset to the Flames, because, like, you say, like, everyone says, oh, the James Neal trade, whatever, whatever. But when James Neal isn't going, he's useless out there. But yeah. when Lucic isn't putting up points, at least he's making hits and getting in fights and getting the boys going. Like, I'd rather that than have someone who doesn't 
put up points or when they're not putting up points, they're just like apply pylon out there. I can't even disagree with that anymore. After watching James Neal from the Flames for a year and him being a huge disappointment, whatever your argument case could be for James Neal, and then watching Lucic this year, I don't really disagree with you. Lucic did his role and he did it well. And there's actually I would like to see him. I would like to see him fight a little bit more this year. Like, how many fights did he have last year? I think like two or three. Because, like, whenever he fights, he seems to play 100% better. Right. I don't know why, but, like, whenever he fights, he seems Most to have the games, he's so just good. fired up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Parker, so I'd like just to see. up Josh Levo for you. He's 6'2", 192 pounds, 27. And last season, he got uh, 36 games played, 19 points. And 19 points in 36 games isn't nothing to laugh at. Like, yeah, so, so he's 6'2", you said? Yeah, he's a pretty yeah. big, and he's a, right, he's a right-handed shot, which Calgary's always lacked right-handed shots until oh, no, he got Lindholm. But I think he plays either wing. I think he can play left wing. So, I mean, him and Dubé could, like, swap out. I like Bennett at center. I think the second we put Bennett at center last year with Dubé on his wing, he started lighting it up. I don't know if you noticed that, Eric. No, I, remember, I, um, didn't. I remember as soon as Bennett went, uh, became our free seat, he started tearing it up. Like, he had, like, a pretty – it okay amount of points for your third liner, but he just seemed more productive and more comfortable in the middle. Well, she was drafted to be a center, and I didn't like him playing on the wing until now, so it's fair that he finally gets this opportunity at least down the middle. Yeah. Well, it's always, like, face-off. Like, your face-off percentage nowadays is huge. Like, how many yeah. face-offs you can... Like, winning face-offs is huge in hockey nowadays. I think so. Like, what, hey, Liam, if you could search up Bennett's face-off percentage. Because I think, like... Like, an average face-off percentage, I think, is anywhere from, like, what, 45%, I think? Right? Yeah, like, a good... Something no, like, like a good... I think, like... I think like uh, a good one's like around forty-five, like five hundred, around yeah. that. Like if you're winning fifty percent of your face-offs, like you're pretty good. Yeah, that's like Taves numbers, Bergeron numbers. Yeah, Bergeron. Like if we could have a player like Bergeron, that would be game changer for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Liam says that Bennett had a forty-one percent face-off percentage last year, which isn't isn't bad either. Like that's it's not. I don't know, like, I, I I, think that Ben at center could definitely, he's a big body, so, like, having, like, anyone like that face-off flying around the ice in center is just going to be a good asset for the Flames, especially, like, I hope that we, like, the reason I want to get rid of Johnny is because he's not, it seems that the Flames are a very physical team, and, like, they build off that, like, hits and stuff like that, and Johnny just can't do that. And it really showed in the playoffs, I thought, like, he just didn't have anything going, it seemed. See, Here's my disagreement with Johnny Gaudreau. Like, I, I've been a Flames fan my whole life. Johnny Gaudreau's never been a player I, like, fell in love with, and I don't know why. It's really weird, but I don't. Like, he's an awesome player to watch. That guy is unreal. He is so small. He is so Oh, yeah, he's a wizard out there. Unbelievable. But here's the argument that I, ha- I, can't, I can't not let people, like, understand this. The guy makes six and a half mil, if that. It's, like, 6.7 or something. And he's still got two or three years left on his contract. You don't give up a 99-point scorer in 2020 making less than $7 million for nothing. Because I'm, I, think, I don't think any trade involving Johnny Gaudreau is a trade that the Flames are going to lose at 10 times out of 10. Because, well, if you don't want to trade Johnny, who would you want to trade this year then? Like a big-time player? Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to see someone get rid of on the Flames who could, like, we could get some decent return for, who would you trade? Backlund. Really? His contract, I hate it. What's Backlund's contract? I think it's five and a half mil for like six more years, and he's like 30, 31. 
kind of like Jacob Markstrom, but like I don't, I don't know. Backlund's not like ba- I don't know. I'm a big fan of Michael Backlund, like as much as every Flames fan is. But like I don't. I, I don't. See, I, think, I will uh, like even uh, though he's a captain. Home as two C would be way better, and then you get Mike, uh, Matthew Kachuk on the on the top line with Gaudreau and. Monica, yeah, see, I, I want to see Kachuk move up to first yeah, line too. Me too. I think Kachuk he would be so much space for them. Yeah, and I think Lindholm is able to carry his own line, and I like him in the middle. I think he's a pretty good two A player. So, yeah, I think if anyone like, even though he's been our captain, and he like loves our team and does everything for the city, like it's time that we move on from Geo. Honestly, like it's it showed in the playoffs, the guy was just throwing pizzas all over the ice, and like it was hard to watch. Yeah, I I mean I do agree, but it's just not something that'll ever happen. It's still like the loyalty thing. I just they're never gonna get rid of that guy as much yeah. as I'd love to because the guy's contract's ridiculous. He's he's an aging veteran. Like there's still lots of value on him. I'm sure he just won the Norris last year. Like who knows what we would get in return? And no one's gonna want that contract. Just like we don't want that contract. But I don't I don't disagree. I like if there was an option to get rid of him and there was no loyalty or whatever, then by all means try to get something done. But yeah. Well, with that topic, like, if Gio goes sometime in, like, the next... I'm assuming he's going to go in the next two years. That's my guess. Yeah, two or three years for sure. Who do you think is going to be the next captain after Gio? Kachuk, no doubt about it. You think Kachuk? See, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for Kachuk, too. Because I think, like... Yeah, I think everyone builds off him, honestly. Yeah, I completely agree. The guy's just turned 23 years old. He was 22 in these years' playoffs. He put the blame on himself when he was... Did you see when... Like, I don't know, that guy's just full of emotion. He's just, a, that's the leader, that's the example of a captain, and that's someone you build around. He's 23. Yeah, you want someone who's going to go out there and put their heart on the ice. Yeah. And that's and what that's he Matthew does. Kachuk. Yeah. He literally does that. He goes out there and puts his heart on the ice every game, gets the boys going, does not care who it is at all, who he's playing against, but he's going to go out there and take runs at guys. Yeah, and he'll give you 100% every time. Yeah, I love that about him for sure. Yeah, so I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that it's Kachuk that gets the captaincy once Giordano leaves. Yeah. Um, and then my biggest concern with Giordano is who becomes our number one defenseman. And I know Noah Hannafin's got the, all the potential in the world for it. Rasmus Anderson's a great young defenseman too, but I love Anderson. Are I think he's built to sweet. be a number one. I mean, Valimaki's got potential too. Um, yeah, the return of Al Mackie's going to be tore nice. it up in the Finnish Elite League this year. Like, tore it up. He had, like, 12 points in 12 games or something. Yeah, I think, I think Val Mackie's going to be a nice addition. Especially with the loss of Brody, I think he'll be a nice addition. And him, like Brody, he can play the right side as a left-handed shot. He prefers the right side, which is funny, so, I mean... Yeah, that's going to be nice. That'll gonna, be real nice. Yeah. If he can be a power play guy, that would be nice, but I don't know if he will be. Speaking of power play, you know what I would like to see is Hannafin on the power play over Giordano this year. I yeah, I would probably I agree with that. More. I, I think that Hannafin, I think that Hannafin is like, he seemed like he was almost in a slump this year. Like he's a young guy, and like everyone has like these projections on him, especially when you get traded for someone like Dougie Hamilton. Then Dougie goes over and lights it up. Like the yeah, pressure right. on you just gets even higher. Right. Exactly. I agree. Um. I don't know. The case for Noah Hampton's weird. Like, I don't know. I like he has his moments. He had like a three point game a couple of years. Like I think last year when he he moved, uh, they moved Hamannik off his line and they put Anderson with him. He put up three points, had the best game of his career. Yeah. And then as soon as like it, like the loss of Travis Hamannik helps helps Noah Hampton tremendously. I think Chris Tanev plays the top line with Giordano this year, and I think uh, Anderson plays top four minutes with Hampton, which 
Yeah, I want to see. I really like Hannafin and Anderson together. I think that's a great pairing. Me too. They're both young and they're both smooth skating defensemen. So I think there's a lot of potential with them too. Yeah, especially. But also, like, (laughs) I'm only worried about our first line. I think that we need to figure out our first line problems. And I think if we can figure that out, then we can make a good playoff run this year and have a good season throughout the whole regular season. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I think it comes down to coaching, too. I don't like Jeff Ward's style of play. I think he seems like... I don't know yeah, Jeff Ward, like he always goes like with the Flames. You can tell, like if you look at Flames history, they do not play pay coaches at all. So I was not surprised at all when they re-signed him. And that's the disappointing part. Like uh, who I wanted was that uh, Vegas fired their first coach, first coach uh, Gallant. Liam, if you could look him up. Oh yeah, Gallant. Gallant's good. I remember. Unreal and. He focus. He utilizes his forwards. He uh, he knows how to utilize forwards. He made William Carlson a forty goal scorer, right? Like yeah. you know, uh, and what like that's someone that I know Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan can become point per game players, no problem. Get lit home thirty, thirty five plus. Like you See, know, those I know. Are, that's how you utilize your forward core. You don't know, bring in Jeff Ward and teach him this defensive strategy, make a ninety nine point scoring winger who's like five foot fucking six. Focus on. Uh, Gallant, like just what? What's his name? Or like, how many years did he coach in Vegas? Yeah, 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 that's right. Gerard Gallant, yeah. Three seasons. I was really surprised when they let him go. Like, yeah, like, yeah, they've made the playoffs every year, and they've gone deep in the playoffs every year. And I was so surprised when they let him go. Vegas shouldn't even be as good as they are now. They've only yeah. been in the league. Like, this, what's this? Their, is this their fourth season coming into? I think 17, so, yeah. 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, yeah, okay, so this is their fourth season. Vegas still shouldn't even be a playoff team, honestly. Like, yeah. thinking about it realistically, like, Columbus didn't make the playoffs for their first 10 years. Like, it's unbelievable what Vegas has done and how stacked and deep their core is. It's so, like, they, it's so well just, like, built. Why the hell did they get rid of Gallup? Yeah. Like, that's well, a top-tier I... NHL coach. Yeah, and see, that's still, what I'm he's saying. He's still a free agent. No one still picked him up. I don't understand, man. I don't Oh, Mr. Brad Trilliving, I believe in this group, re-signs fucking Jeff Ward, who did what for us. Yeah, honestly. He, like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. And who, who, where did uh, the old Chicago coach go? Didn't he go to Florida? Yeah, Quenville. Yeah, he went to Florida. Quenville. You guys going to want to get drunk tonight, or what? Yeah, I could be dumb. Oh! All right, so... Let's do who we think are going to make the playoffs. So top four teams for each division. So then for the Canada division, yeesh. I think. Yeah, that's, I it think, can go anyway, honestly. I think my four teams are going to be Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, and Ottawa. And then I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? You think Ottawa squeaks in? I think Ottawa squeaks in this year, honestly. That's his Dark Knight team. Dark horse. That is my dark. That's my dark horse team. Wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I think Toronto finishes first, probably. Yeah. Uh, I think Winnipeg. Uh, I think Winnipeg squeaks in there. And then it's honestly a toss-up between Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Like, who did I say? I said Toronto, Winnipeg. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. I don't know. I'd probably go Calgary. I'd probably go Calgary, Edmonton. I don't think Vancouver makes it this year. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking too. I have an odd feeling that Vancouver won't make it this year. 
I think I would go with Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto. Okay, fair. Montreal, interesting. They got, they got some nice pickups here. They got some nice little prospects. Kind of <sighs> juniors showing up nice. Yeah, that's true. I love Suzuki. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah, he is. He already is a stud. Yeah. Do you guys and, think, uh, do you think Golf Caulfield makes the roster this year? I don't know. He looks good in the World Juniors. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't think, I think he goes another year back in Wisconsin. I don't know. I'll see. Because, well, it also it's his choice, right? Because, like, as soon as you go to a training camp or anything like that, you can't play in the NCAA. So, if he, even if he goes to their training camp, he can't play in the NCAA anymore. So, it's all Okay, so him. then, well, then, if he wouldn't go to the NCAA, I think he could, he could be AHL eligible then. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might be not be the worst thing for him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. See, I don't like Cole Caulfield going to the AHL because the AHL is such a tough league and he's like not big at all. Like the AHL compared to the yeah, NHL is such a tough league. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd rather yeah. just see him play in the NHL because like the AHL can ruin careers, honestly. So I don't know. It's interesting. Take. But in the West Division, I think I'm going to take Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado. And pff, the last team, sheesh. Honestly, I think that the, I think that the Minnesota is going to be the last team in there. I, uh, I think I no, I agree with every player or every team on that list. You said Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, and Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota is going to have another year of mediocrity where they're not bad enough to miss the playoffs. But I think Kirill Kaprizov is going to win the call. I just think they're the most boring hockey team apart from the Islanders to watch. I don't know why, but yeah. whenever I watch a Minnesota game, I'm just always so bored. Yeah, it makes sense. I think uh, I think this year they'll be fun. I think Kirill Kaprizov is going to win the Calder. Like, no shot anyone beats him out for it. That guy's going to be unreal. He's a stud. You think Lafreniere is not going to get the Calder? No. Do you know who Kaprizov is? No. He's uh, he's in the KHL. He's 24. He was drafted in 2015, and he he lights it up. So he's like another Panarin. Interesting. Liam, who do you have in that division? Uh, I think I'd have to go with Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, and then, I don't know, for maybe San Jose, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, see, I was I, I was picking Minnesota or San Jose, but, like, San Jose looked terrible last year. Yeah, exactly. They're too just old so, now. yeah, yeah. Old and bad contracts. Yeah. Person. Well... I don't yeah, think next... I think their goaltending alone doesn't get them in the playoffs. Dubnik and Jones are just brutal. Yeah, who knows though? Yeah, I guess yeah. you never know. And then the Central Division. This division is definitely going to be the soft, softest, softest division out of all of them. Sheesh, I can't talk. But uh, I think for this one, it's going to be Carolina, Dallas, Tampa, and I think Chicago is going to get in there over Nashville. Yeah, interesting. I think Chicago is going to be a surprise this year, too. What do you think, Parker? Uh, I'm going to go Tampa, Nashville. I'm going to go Chicago, Carolina. I don't see Dallas. I don't know. I don't know if Dallas makes it in or not this year. Really? Uh, After last year's playoffs? I know, I know they went to the finals, but I don't, I, don't I, just, think... I, just, I just don't think that Dallas is going to lose to Detroit, Florida, and like other teams like that, like Chicago. However many times I think like they're going to be winning all those games. That's fair, Liam. What do you I'm, think? 
I'm gonna go Tampa, Nashville, and uh, Dallas, and then between Carolina and Columbus. Yeah, that's really Columbus and Carolina. Really, I don't know. So I just love Carolina now, just because Verlin. Yeah, me too. But even though he's on Verlin's um, on, yeah, Vancouver. I know he's on Vancouver, but still, they just yeah. I'll love for I don't think there's a chance Carolina misses the playoffs. Yeah, but over Detroit, Florida. That... No, that's what I'm saying. They they will make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. There's oh, no, no misses. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, there's no shot with that decor in there. Uh, yeah, they've there's... got one of the best decors, honestly. That's <sighs> so weird. I hate Carolina, but like I, I have fun watching them. <laughs> yeah, and Svechnikov is always he's good. I love yeah. Svechnikov. Yeah, me too. And then the East Division, I think this is going to be This probably... is the toughest division to choose from. This is the yeah. toughest division to choose from. Yeah, Sheesh. see, the thing it's... is with Pittsburgh and Washington, since they played... I could see Pittsburgh missing... Each other, yeah, the, one of them could, I could so see Pittsburgh easily missing miss out easily. Yeah, I agree. I think Boston's in there for sure. I don't think um, there's any argument for Boston missing, yeah. I think New Jersey's going to be the one that obviously doesn't make it. Yeah, New Jersey won't have much improvement. How about the Rangers? Uh, I feel like the Rangers are... Uh, like, every team here except for New Jersey has a good shot at making the playoffs. Like, un- like I think Philadelphia gonna be... and Boston, I think, are two, like, for sure. Yeah, there's going to be, like, there's going to be two teams, like, two to three teams that missed the playoffs this year that I think if were regular divisions would have made the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think that so being, like... I don't know. Pittsburgh hasn't been a regular season team like ever. Yeah, they really haven't been. I think so. Philly's going to be good. I think I'm going to have Boston, Philly for sure. Yeah, me too. And then oh, the Islanders. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Washington and go Washington the Rangers. The You're going to go Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to take Rangers as a dark horse. Another okay, dark okay. horse team. Liam, what do you think? I'm going to have to agree with the. I'll say Boston, Buffalo. And then Pittsburgh, Washington, but one of them interchanging with Philadelphia. So, like, one of the two, Pittsburgh or Washington, and then Philadelphia would be the other to get in. All right. Okay. okay. That's fair. I would love to see Buffalo in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. I'm Jack Eichel's like, my favorite player in the league, so I'm always a little softy yeah, for I Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Jekyll, I think that he's a stud, and he, you can tell that he wants to win. He oh, yeah, more, he's just like a jock that way. Yeah. Top 10 center in the league for sure, too. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's going to be... In, I think that division's going to be so fun to watch this year. Liam, were you at the Buffalo game when Jack Eichel snipped it, like, short side in overtime? I was, actually. I actually was. That's... Yeah. I, uh, it's weird that I remember you being there, but yeah, I was incredibly jealous. I was also at the Anaheim game. Like the, that's why when you said four, like they, that Calgary got swept by Anaheim. I was at the when Johnny Gaudreau, like the goal got tied off it? with fucking thirty seconds left, and then Johnny Gaudreau when, tied it with whatever six seconds left, and then oh, backlit in overtime. Oh, that was so. That was the most live you've ever seen the Saddle Dome. Holy shit! <laughs> well, yeah, they go from getting heartbroken because get it, Bennett gets screwed over. There's a guy a sitting fan. in the front row too that had a sign that said it was in or some shit like because of the, oh, yeah. the same oh, thing that happened. Oh, four, yeah, oh, four, oh, yeah. Literally, it was the same thing. Yeah, I, I will never stop saying O four was rigged until I die. I will always be saying O four. Yeah, no, we were the O four Cup champs, absolutely. Again, <laughs> Kippersaw's name should be engraved on that fucking cup. Yeah, and again, was yeah. This is a fucking joke. That's tough for Ginla. Didn't win a cup. That guy deserved it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, fuck, that's sad. I don't want to talk about it. Do you guys know where the new rink is going to be put in for Calgary? 2024. And, like, where in Calgary it's going to be put in? Exact same spot, just moved a little bit. Like, that's why the, uh, you the, know corral, the, the corral got um, uh, torn down oh, last week. Oh, they took down the corral? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay, that's because I was like, I was like, that spot is just amazing for the Saddle Dome. Like to have a hockey rink right there, and you're so close to downtown to go to like any bar after, like the after any Flames game, if they win, it's just the city is bumping that night. Yeah, I think Calgary's set up very well for that. Yeah, it's like I would like if I lived in like Ottawa and had to go like drive like 45 minutes outside of town or however far it is to go watch a hockey game, and there's just nothing around it after. Like that's just terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's yeah. going to be a sad day when the saddle don't get torn down. I have such an attachment to that building. It's a yeah, shitty too. building, it. but I love it. Yeah, see, like, everyone says it's, like, so old and, like, it needs, like... And I'm just like, man, like, I love going to the saddle dome and watching games there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's just a, such an iconic arena. So, uh... I don't know how... Let's bring up jerseys, and I think there's one jersey I want to talk about. I think you know what jersey it is. Oh, I think I know what jersey you want to talk about, Parker. So, how are we feeling about Blast, Eric? I love it. Got myself a jersey. I love it. I think it's one going to be like, cannot wait to see the boys in that. Yeah, I think the I don't know the Flames have needed a black jersey again in Blast. Yeah, it's been perfect. a long time coming. Honestly, I'm looking at my original Blast jersey on my wall right now, and I just makes me so excited. Yeah, and then we got like Liam Monahan here, the fucking number one lost fan at the Calgary Flames games. That's right. That's right. Liam so like, shows what, up what, the Flames go, his Oilers jersey. Why do you do that? Like, do you get joy from that, Liam? I yeah. truly do, actually. I do. Like, you scumbag. Have you been like, on what? the Lost Fan? I, d- I have, actually. I have one time. Really? Dad. Yeah, it was McDavid's first game. The preseason game. Really? Yeah. We were front row. Dude, there was during the playoffs, there was a, like when it was Calgary-Edmonton, was it? That was a thing, right? That had definitely happened. In the playoffs? No, we haven't played. It must have just been a battle yeah. of Alberta then. But there was a chick wearing an Edmonton jersey right by us. Fucking, we were pretty high up. And this guy just fucking pushed her down the stairs. Like, down like oh 30 stairs just for wearing an Oilers jersey. Holy fuck, dude. It was a tough <laughs> really? yeah, it Must have been wasted. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wearing, it's so funny when I wear it. Like, everyone just like boos you and fucking screams at you when you're walking around. Yeah, I'd be booing you. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's good times. You're the number one. You're the number one most hated. Thank you. I remember when I was like ten, and the Flames brought back their uh, like the retros with the white logo for the first time as alternates back like in their like I don't know like thirty fifth anniversary or whatever. And I was living in Abbotsford at the time, and I left it inside for recess because I didn't want it to get dirty. And like twenty minutes later, I come back inside to see my white little my white logo had like fucking pencil scribbles all over it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was dude i came back from christmas break so hyped with that jersey and some motherfucker canucks fans ruined it so i will That's despise crazy. canucks for the rest oh for sure i will despise the canucks for the rest of my life because they're fucking asshole fans doing that shit to my brand new flames jersey yeah they like honestly like you anytime a canuck fan chirps me about anything i'm just like man like why don't you guys go start another riot like come on I, dude literally <laughs> i uh, i fucking hate the canucks more than i hate the oilers like literally i don't oh i i cannot I, I can disagree with that i hate the oilers more than anything just i just hate the oilers oh no, god I'm all past no that. 
I do not want. I do not want. Maybe to another time we can save his voice for another time. Uh, I was asking <laughs> if they wanted the Canuck specialist to come, but uh, it was a clear no. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm pumped just for the hockey start back up. I cannot wait. I'm pumped for us to start a podcast. I'm pretty excited to do this throughout the year. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Probably going to. It might be like a lot of tears being shed, a lot of beers being forced to go down oh, me, but. We're going to have to do a fucking uh, drink one soon. The Christmas Eve special. Yeah. The New Year's Eve special. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we should do a New Year's special. That'd be sweet. Yeah, we can talk about the World Juniors. Let's, let's end it off with the World Juniors. All right, may as well. Uh, so, obviously, we have Connor Zari, our first-round pick. from drafted 24th. Yeah, and I think... our 19th pick, Pelletier from last year, and uh, Kuznetsov, defenseman on Russia, and Dustin Wolf, obviously, goalie for the States. Another 2019 See, draft pick. I just pick. don't... I, for some reason, like, all the claims draft picks that have been goalies, like Gillies, I, Gillies did not pan out at all. Parsons. Yeah, Parsons did not pan out. And then Dustin Wolf, I just don't know. Wolf like, has looked the most... No, goalies are voodoo. All goalies are voodoo. Yeah, you know, like Spencer Knight was drafted, however high. Yoskarov was drafted this year, like however high. Like you never know what happens with them, right? They could either pan out or they don't. So yeah. that's why I mean, Dustin Wolf, he is a hyped up prospect, but we got him with our last pick last year, like seventh round. I have no issues. Like if he busts, like then he busts. But yeah, that's know. fair. I'm I'm glad that we did not like waste a draft pick early on him. Yeah, I don't think you should ever do that on goalies. I think that's proven no. in the past. I mean, like, like yeah, like a good example that, is Carey Price. He's, or was he? No, never mind, never mind. He was early. Yeah, no, he was a top. He was like a top ten pick. Oh no, there's one. There's a few goalies that are fucking crazy. Oh yeah, Lundqvist. like Lundqvist. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Um, yeah, goalies don't really go in the top two rounds usually, unless they're yeah. like highly scouted. Like this year, the Askarov kid for Russia, he's unbelievable. I think he's actually going to be sick. Yeah, he's he's projected to be like the next Vasilevsky. That's what they're saying, right? And I mean, it all depends with like on coaching style and your how like I don't know like with a defensive core like Tampa's like you're pretty set, right? Like playing yeah. behind a Tampa squad like that, like I think you're pretty set as a goalie. That's why people think Vasilevsky's so overrated. I think he's good. Yeah, but... and also yeah, he went the Russian goalie went to a good defensive team in Nashville. In Nashville, too. yeah, for sure. So maybe so, he like, but they've also got a who is it? Yaros, who also looks good. You see Saros. Yeah, he He's also. He's pretty looks small good. though. I don't. I don't know. Saros, I think, is a bit fans. Or I mean, like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But yeah, that's true. Well, but yeah, with Rene slacking off, that was a great pick for the Preds. Honestly, I don't think you had to go any other route. You got to stack yeah. forward court in their prime. You got to stack defensive core in their prime. Yeah, who do you think uh, for the World Juniors this year? Who do you think your top three teams are going to be? Uh, Canada, U.S. toss-up. I don't know. Finland looks nice. I love Finland's squad this year. Their top line is uh, their centers. Like Florida's, I think, 10th or 11th pick, um, Anton Lundell. And then their wingers is a projected top three pick this year, Atu Rati. And then Brad Lambert, I think, is next year's like a top five pick. Like That's a sick squad. Yeah, I think so. I always want to say Russia's going to be top three, but they always, for some reason, seem to underperform. I don't know. Recently, it seems like they've just been underperforming in the World Juniors. I mean, yeah, they got shot out by the Czechs last night, which was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, and I like, when I was watching it. that game, like it wasn't like Russia just played bad or anything. Like Czech just worked them. Like Czech was all over them all game. 
It was actually insane. And then also Canada, just I think Canada that Slovakia game honestly it was like nothing but like you come off a sixteen to one win like you're not going to be like in the same mindset as you were coming into that sixteen to one game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that's I think fair. I think Canada if they can come together now, I think that they'll win it for sure. Like they got nineteen first round picks still, even with Kirby Dock out. Yeah. Yeah, what but that's the thing. Squad. I that's the thing though, because last year was Alex Lafreniere who was like the standout player, and like really everyone fueled off him on Team Canada. That was supposed to be Kirby Doc this year, and now he's out. But now it's it can be anybody. Cousins has been like shown to be unreal. Um, yeah, but I mean, you still have Quinton Byfield playing bottom six minutes. Yeah, that's that I saw. And I, I every time I watch the Canada games, it just like I don't know why, but I do not think. Ugh, I don't know. He just doesn't look that good, honestly. Who's that? Quinton Byfield. I don't really let the I don't really let Double AHF hockey decipher NHL players. So I just the only reason I don't is because I saw a thing today. It was like Nathan McKinnon in his World Juniors. He only had one point in six games, and uh, I think it was, was it Michael Grabner led the 2014 Olympics in scoring. So, Michael Grabner. Yeah, so that says something about like stats and like how to decipher players in World Juniors and like like double IHF hockey in general, right? So like I don't I don't know, but I yeah. Do, but then again, it's also the like hockey in the world. Then again, it's called the World Juniors. Like yeah, no, like, guys, if you look at that, like holy shit, he's a tank out there, man. Like, if you look at like Jack Hughes, though, he did nothing in the World Juniors, and he's kind of like looking like a bust at this point, honestly. But it's also only been one year, so it's only I been can't one really year, say. And his line mates were like Wayne Simmons, so I don't, really, <laughs> I don't know how fair that is. Yeah, but yeah, I, I see what you guys are saying. Yeah, I think that the World Juniors are like definitely like the time where everyone in Canada comes together. Oh, it's my favorite time of the year. I fucking love the World Juniors. There's, oh, there's yeah. no better hockey. You're watching the best teenagers go at it, and you guys can just get sit there and watch it while getting wasted on Christmas. Yeah, you gotta love it. Oh, you really got all of it. Yeah. Liam, who do you think your top three teams are this year? Well, I obviously have to pick my boys in Edmonton. And then, no, uh, for, uh, for, oh, for the World for the, Juniors. Oh, for the Juniors? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going for NHL here. Um, I'll say Canada for sure. I feel like Russia I don't know. Russia and then... I want Russia to squeak in. I don't uh, know why by it. Too. And then, I don't know, probably US. Like, just so typical. But yeah. it's like the same kind it's of Canada shit every year. It's like just it's, the and players are bred the picking, same always. None of us are picking Sweden at all this year, eh? Which is also weird, right? Yeah, because Sweden's, Sweden's always good. Sweden stacked this year, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think I like, I like Finland a lot this year. Um... It's funny, like, it's true, like, the top five teams in every World Juniors has always been Sweden, uh, Russia, Finland, the States, and Canada. It's yeah. never not going to be that way. But also, I like how Germany's developing. I think that it maybe like, give them, like, You're six right. more years. You're right. Maybe, Germany maybe has be... developed a lot of good players over the past couple of years. I mean, we got mm. dry side, it was a while ago, I guess, but Tim Stutzla now, third overall this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really like him. Reichel, I think he looks great. Yeah, Stutzla is a well-developed player. Like he's, yeah, hockey-wise, he's really mature. I think he could definitely make the roster for the Sens this year. Yeah, see, that's why I think if he makes the roster for the Sens and he has a good year, like watch out. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree at all. Yeah, well, I think like 
we're all good for today, boys. Everyone had a good talk. Yeah, I think we could wrap it up, I think. All right, sounds good. All right, everyone have a great day, and thank you for listening. Song. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire.